Now, in our last study, we looked at the end of the life of David. We looked at the end of 2 Samuel. Remember the story of David offering sacrifices at the threshing floor of Arana the Jebusite to turn away God's wrath from the people that was falling on the people because of David's sin. Remember that? And then at the beginning of 1 Kings, David goes the way of all the earth. He dies. The kingdom is transferred to Solomon, David's son, and is firmly established in the hands of Solomon. God is doing what he promised to do. But I want to go back and I want to, I want to think about one more thing about David. Okay? I, want to, I want to look at a couple of things that David wrote. Okay? Now we think of David as a king, but David was also a writer. A writer of songs, especially. The sweet psalmist of Israel. He was a writer of many things in our Bibles. And, and what I want you to see first is what's actually in 2 Samuel. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 22. There's a, there's a song that David wrote in 2 Samuel 22. And it, and it says that it was, it was spoken to the Lord on the day when the Lord delivered David from the hand of all of his enemies and from the hand of Saul, which would seem to be at the beginning of David's long reign as king over Israel, he spoke this song at the very beginning, it seems like, after God had given him rest from his enemies, particularly from Saul. And it's, and it's an awesome song. And you could read through 2 Samuel 22. It has amazing things about God. Like the Lord at the very beginning, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my savior. You save me from violence. And you think, is God that to me? Is God that to you? I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I'm saved from my enemies. And he, and he remembers times of deliverance from the hands of his enemies, how God has been his savior, how he can find safety in God. And, and what you see is that David, from the beginning of his reign, was a true worshiper of the Lord, and he knew God. He knew him very well. But what I want you to see is not so much what he says in this song about God, and what he's seen and what he knows about God, and how he's seen God working, not just in his own life, but throughout Israel's history, from the time that he brought them out through the sea and rescued them out of Egypt. But then I want you to see what David says about himself, and I wonder if you agree with what he says about himself. 2 Samuel 22, verse 21, for example. The Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he rewarded me, for I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his rules were before me, and from his statutes I did not turn aside. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself from guilt, and the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness, to my cleanness in his sight. And do you agree with that? Do you notice that the author put this, even though it would have been written seemingly, at the beginning of his reign as king, he puts it after you've read 
the stories of David's fall and of the consequences of his sin. And, he, and he, we hear David saying, God has rewarded me according to the cleanness of my hands, the righteousness that I have. Do you agree? What is he saying? Is this about himself truly? Like, is, is he this kind of blameless man? And, and if you read the books of Samuel, there's a real tension there, right? Is that really true of David? I mean, he's singing this to the Lord. I mean, he's been a righteous man in many ways, walking in the ways of the Lord in many ways, but he's had horrific sins too, that we have seen the consequences of for like the last 10 chapters. How do you reconcile this? Then you come into 2 Samuel 23, and the author gives us the last words of David. So the chapter 22 is the, what was seemingly spoken by David at the beginning of his reign. And, and then the next chapter, if you look at 2 Samuel 23, it says, now these are the last words of David. So, so 1 Kings that we looked at in our last study gives you his last charge to Solomon. But 2 Samuel 23 says, these are the last words of David. The oracle of David, the son of Jesse, the oracle of the man who was raised on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist of Israel. The spirit of the Lord speaks by me. His word is on my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken. The rock of Israel has said to me, when one rules justly over men, ruling in the fear of God, he dawns on them like the morning light, like the sun shining forth in a cloudless morning, like rain that makes grass to sprout from the earth. For does not my house stand so with God? For he's made with me an everlasting covenant. Now again, do you think that David is that kind of king? That kind of ruler who rules justly over men, ruling in the fear of God, who dawns on them like the morning light, who brings blessing to his people. And we say, yes, David is like that in so many ways. He's brought great blessing. And then the very next story in 2 Samuel 24, the last story that the author of 2 Samuel tells is what? David sins and it costs 70,000 people their lives in Israel. And there's this tension again. Is this song, these, this oracle, the last words of David, which seems to be about himself and hopefully his descendants who will rule justly, is it fully true of him? What do you think? My reason for bringing these things up is that this kind of tension is throughout many of the psalms that David also writes in the book of Psalms. And I'm just going to point you to two for you to think about, okay? Now, so this would be stepping out of just walking straight through here because David, the sweet psalmist of Israel, wrote some other things, and I think it's at least worthwhile just catching them right now while our minds are on David. So if you look at Psalm 16... And we're not going to read the whole thing. I love Psalm 16. It's, it's a psalm that we've worked together as a family. 
learning at times, and I have, I've loved thinking through it. Psalm 16, look at verse 8. It says, I have set, this is David, saying, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. My whole being rejoices. My flesh, my body also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, to the grave. Or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me, David says, the, the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand, Lord. There are pleasures forevermore. Is that true of David? What did we just read about? In 1 Kings chapter 2, David goes the way of all the earth, and his body is laid in a tomb, and it rots in the grave. But yet he sang in the song, My flesh dwells secure. God, I know you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One, your anointed, see corruption. Is that true of David? What do you think? Did God abandon him to the grave? Did his flesh see corruption? And I think in some ways we'd say, well, no, God, I don't think God does abandon David's soul. I think maybe this is pointing to hope beyond the grave, but yet it doesn't seem like this is fully true of David because he does go the way of all the earth and his body does rot in the grave. One other psalm like this that I want you to think about, Psalm 110. Psalm 110. And I just want to throw this out there for you to consider as we close out the study for this time. A Psalm of David again, and you got to look carefully at this text, verse 1. It says, the Lord, which is in all caps, which is a way to say Yahweh, the Lord says to my Lord, to my ruler. You got this? David is the king, the most powerful man in all of Israel. He's been exalted by God. And he says, Yahweh says to my Lord, to my ruler. Now we know Yahweh is the God of Israel. Who is David's Lord? Like the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. And we say, who is David's Lord? That Yahweh would say to his master, sit at my right hand until I make all of your enemies a footstool for your feet. And then Psalm 110 verse 4 says, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. Yahweh has said something to David's Lord. You are a priest forever after the order of a man. We haven't heard it for a long time. Melchizedek. Melchizedek. The guy who was a king and a priest. And now David says in this psalm, Yahweh says to my Lord, you're a king. Sit at my right hand, at the right hand of God himself, until I make all your enemies a footstool for your feet. And you are a priest forever. After the order, not of Aaron, but of Melchizedek. And you think, what is that about? And, and my point right now is just to say, look, 
I think in the life of David himself, David writes things, says things, and sings things that make us wonder, is this fully true of David? Or is David looking to someone greater than David? I mean, up until this point, David's been like as good as we've got. We think he's a great king, but we know that we need someone greater than David. And do you think David saw it himself? I think a text like this shows us that David could see that he needed someone greater than himself. Someone who would one day sit at the right hand of God as king and who would be a priest forever for the people of God. Who do you think David was looking for?